199. <coughs> We've been finding him in the hymns. In Psalms 99, verse 1, it says, The King, the Lord reigneth. Let the people tremble. He sitteth between the cherubims. Let the earth be moved. Hmm. The Lord is great in Zion and he is high above all his people. Let them praise. Now here's, here's the kicker. This just don't sound right. Andrea, it just don't sound right. Let them praise your great and terrible name. <laughs> For he is holy. The king's strength also loves judgment. Thou dost establish iniquity. Thou executest judgment and the righteous in Jacob. Exalt the Lord our God and exalt and, and worship at his footstool for he is holy. Everything about today was intentional. All the music was intentional. Everything was to set this ver these set of verses up. Because we don't understand a lot of times, what does he really mean, terrible? Because if we look at, I just looked it up this week and I thought, okay, if I'm just going to read that word, terrible, in uh, the American Standard Dictionary, it says that terrible is causing great fear or alarm, dreadful, extremely formidable, extreme in, a, in a extent or degree, it's intense, unpleasant, disagreeable, very bad. Now, wait a minute. Praise his terrible, formidable, disagreeable name. That makes no sense. Because we don't understand. How many of you know culture changes? English language changes, changes over the years. What the English language meant then when they said terrible, they understood it to mean something totally different than what we understand terrible to mean. If you don't believe me, so many years ago, there are certain words that meant one thing. You say them today, they mean something else because language changes. So I decided to go back and I thought, well, Jesus was a Jew. You knew that, right? Okay. Hey, I don't know. <laughs> Some people got weird ideas. Uh, Jesus was a Jew, but even he didn't really speak Hebrew in his day. What they spoke was Aramaic and Greek. But they, they, had, in the, they had their old covenant. They had their books. And I want to read Psalms 99 out of the Jewish Bible. I want to read the same verses out of the Jewish Bible of how it's interpreted today said the Lord enthroned on cherubim that means he is seated on chair on angels is king peoples tremble the earth quakes the Lord is great in Zion and exalted above all peoples they praise your name as great and awesome awesome not terrible the way we think of terrible. Their interpretation of the word is awesome. 
They praise your great and awesome name. He is holy, mighty king who loves justice. Who is, who was, it was you who established equality. You who work righteous judgment in Jacob. Exalt the Lord our God and bow down to his footstool. He is holy. Nehemiah chapter 9 verse uh, 32 has the same kind of translation. Now therefore our God, the great, the mighty, and the terrible God. So now we know what was, how that should be interpreted. Look what it says for all you Wednesday nighters. Who keepest covenant and mercy. Let not all your trouble, <coughs> let all, not all the trouble seem little before thee that has come upon us. Our, on our kings, on our princes, on our priests, and on our prophets, and our fathers, and on all thy people since the time of the kings of Assyria unto this day. Jewish Bible. And now, oh, and now our God, great, mighty, and awesome God. Imagine if we started addressing him that way. Hey. Mighty, great, awesome God. See, we go into prayer and we don't think about how great he is. We go into prayer just because so either we have something that we want from him, Brenda, or Ryan, we, we, it's been told to us, you got to pray. Well, how do I pray? What do I pray? What, you know, what, what is it about? You see, we, and we need to remember that first he's, we got to remember how great he is. How awesome he is. That's why we sang what we sang today. And if you notice all those scriptures, you'll hear them in all those verses. You'll hear them in these scriptures today. He said, how great, mighty and awesome God who stays faithful to his covenant. Do not treat lightly all the suffering that has overtaken us. Our kings, our officers, our priests, our prophets, our fathers, and all your people. From the time of the Syrian kings to this day. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great. Come on. Man, imagine going into prayer every day. That being the first words out of your mouth. My soul will sing how great you are. My soul will, dis will, will, will soar with words of how great you are. Go to Psalm 66. Psalm 66 says this. He says, shout joyfully to God, all you lands. Sing out the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your works. You imagine if we put ourselves in this mindset that every time we thought about God, it wasn't whether he's trying to judge me and kick me out. It wasn't whether he's just sitting up there wringing his hands waiting for me to foul it up somehow. But when I come before him that my voice says, how awesome are your works. That I constantly, in the back of my mind, in the forefront of my mind, in the middle of my mind, I am reminded and I remind myself Amen. how great you are. He said, oh my Lord, how awesome are your works. Through the greatness of your power, 
Your enemies cringe before you. All the earth will worship you and will sing to you and will sing to your name. And then he tells us to ponder on that. It's a law. It just means to think about it. Here's the funny thing. I, 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 so I won't, I'll, I'll, I won't tell you everything I did this week. Uh, but in, in my research and study, the Jewish Bible doesn't read like this at all. See, we look at those verses as someday God will do it. One day the earth will. We put, they, in the original writing, Zach, that wasn't a future tense. It says all the earth praises. <laughs> all the earth will, all the earth worships you. All, and, and, and sings to you. They sing to you. It was not a future tense like somehow God's waiting to get the earth back. It was that everything is his. Every tree is his. Every blade of grass is his. Every human being is his. It was already a settled thing in their minds. They didn't view God as something to attain, but something that they were involved in. And something that they worked with. And something they were involved in partnership with. It wasn't like this hope that, that was out there. I like verse 5 of this. He says, come and see the works of God. He is awesome in his doings toward mankind. The Jewish Bible of the same verse says this. Of, of, I'm sorry, of Psalm 65. Flip back a page. Psalm 65, verse 5. The Jewish Bible says it this way. Answer us with victory through awesome deeds. See, that's, that's, that's the promise of God. That you answer, that you are answered through victory. Because He is awesome. Oh God, our deliverer in whom all the ends of the earth and the distant seas put their trust. But what does awesome mean, Velma? We use it so crazily. We see somebody do a cool trick. Oh, that's awesome. We see something. We get a new car. That's awesome. How can I relate God to what I just use so flippantly? John got a new shirt. That's awesome. I don't know if he did or not. But see, we use that word. We, I don't think we even have an understanding of that word. So I decided, what are other words that awesome? How do we define awesome? So I went to the American Oxford Thesaurus. And I said, okay, let's look up the word awesome. It means breathtaking, awesome, awe-inspiring, magnificent. Wonderful, amazing, stunning, staggering, imposing, stirring, impressive, formidable, fearsome, dreaded, mind-boggling, mind-blowing, jaw-dropping. Now that's how you think of God. When I come before him and I tell him he's awesome, it's not just like he got something cool. I tell him that he is mind-boggling, mind-blowing, jaw-dropping. I tell him that he is magnificent, wonderful, amazing, that there is nothing that compares to who he is. 
word that says you're so cool. No, I look at him and I'm amazed that he would even think of me. I look at him and my jaw drops. I look at him and it blows my mind because I can't figure out a being that's ever been that good. That's ever just done things because he wanted to. But why is he so awesome? Well, one reason he's so awesome is he promises to meet our needs. Not just a good God promising to meet our needs. Angie, stand up. Not just a good God, but an awe-inspiring, staggering, mind-blowing, mind-boggling, jaw-dropping, amazing, stirring, eminent God knows how to meet the needs that you're needing in right now. And I declare over you that we see a mighty work. In Jesus' name, he promises to meet our needs. Go to Philippians 4.19, you know this, but we need to know it in what awesome means. He says, but my God shall supply, how much? All. For you King James people, it's all. (laughs) For a few of us, it's every. I don't think there's a difference in those two words. But my God shall supply your every, your all, that's all-inclusive, every need that I have, everything. There is nothing that's come into my life that has surprised my God. He knew about it before it hit me, and he knows how to get me out of it when I'm in the middle of it. But my God shall supply my every need according to, I don't need the riches of the world. I'm not waiting on some man to figure out how to make it happen for me. You see, his riches are far above. Matter of fact, the world, the earth, the word says that the world is just a footstool to him. It says he's seated in the heaven and the earth is his footstool. It says all the gold is his, all the silver is his. All of it belongs, all of it belongs to him, and he's got a bullseye directly on you. He's got a bullseye directly on me because this is how great. This is how great. This is how great is our God. Luke chapter 12. Everybody knows this, but we forget what it really means. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, even the hairs of your head, even Perry's, are all number. I don't, hey, listen, I ain't got nowhere to talk. 
Even the hairs of your head are all numbered. That's jaw dropping. He says, therefore, this is a command. He's not asking you to do this, Brenda. Emily, he's telling you to do this. He said, even the hairs on your head are numbered. Therefore, do not fear. When we know that awesome God, how great as he is, is on the scene. We know that he knows my every need and he knows how to meet them without depending on a man to do it. He'll bring the very riches of heaven and invade the earth with it to get to those. And do not fear. You are more valuable than the sparrows. If he knows all of those. Same chapter, jump down to verse 24. Consider the ravens. They don't sow or, or reap. They have neither storehouses or barns. Yet God feeds them. How much more valuable are you? I think we forget that, Kevin. I think we forget that he views us as even more valuable than the birds. Even, and, and they, listen, when's the last time you saw a bird starving? Roaming around trying to find something to eat. They know their creator has created the earth. Do we not know? That our great God, our awesome God, has created the earth and promised that it would sustain us. And all our needs, he had promised to meet all of our need. According to his riches and glory, he said, are you, God feeds them, how much more valuable are you than the birds? Verse 25, who of you by worrying can add one cubit to your height? He said, listen, all the worry you do. It's not going to make you bigger. <laughs> By worrying about being taller doesn't make you taller. And you worrying about your bills. And you worrying about your family. And you worrying about this. And you worrying about that. It's doing nothing. It's doing nothing. Well, somebody's got to worry about it. Yeah, and he's awesome, Amen. and he's amazing, and he's stirring, and he's mind-boggling, mind-blowing, jaw-dropping. It's his job. You know what my job is? To sit back and praise him. Let all, what the scriptures say before these, let all the earth just praise him. I think our praise has become prayer requests. Come on. So good. Our praise and our adoration has become sessions of I'm going to just hope. Verse 26. And if you cannot do what is least, why are you anxious about the other things? He said trying to make yourself grow is a little thing. But if you can't do it, why are you worried about the other stuff? 
Do you realize what great God is telling you here? I can't help it. I'm a worrier. I've always been a worrier. Mama was a worrier. Grandma was a... Stop! The command of God was, don't fear. The command of great God was, why are you worrying about this? Why are you worrying about this? Verse 27. He said, consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither spin nor weave. Yet I say to you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed as one of these. And if God so clothes the grass, which today is in the field and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Wait a minute, Hebrews, 6, Hebrews 11, 6 tells me that without faith, it's impossible to please God. So what about all my worry that I'm doing? What about all the fear I'm living in? Oh, you of little faith. Listen, all your worry is not going to fix it. What we're hoping for is that we'll come up with a plan and then we can bring our plan to God and say, hey, listen, I've got this all worked out. And if you who created the earth and you who called animals on the earth and you who told the waters where it should go and the earth where it should go, you who put the firmament in the sky and you who breathed air into man, if you'll just do it my way, it'll all work out. <laughs> I've had it my way, Brent, and it didn't work out. I've had him work it out exactly how I said, Ted. Oh, but you don't know what I'm going through. You don't understand. You don't get it. No, what you don't get is he's breathtaking, awe-inspiring, magnificent, Stunning, wonderful, amazing, staggering, imposing. He's stirring. He is mind-boggling, mind-blowing, jaw-dropping. And your issue is nothing in the hands of a God that just says, come to me. Lay it at my feet. Because all your worry and all your fear is not going to make it better. We need to change the way we view God. We need to change how we see Him. Why is He so awesome? Isaiah chapter 40 is a great chapter. I encourage you to do a study out of it this week. Isaiah chapter 40 says, See, the Lord will come with a strong hand, and His arm shall rule for Him. See, His reward is with Him. The reward of God is not in every plan that you have made and everything that you think. You think you can work it out. His reward is with him and his recompense before him. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arms and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those who are with the young, those pregnant ones. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? You know what the hollow of your hand is, Randy? The hollow of your hand is when you make this cup with your hand, it's that little divot right there. 
the waters of the universe. Not just earth. We are so earth-bound. So crazy. We are so earth-minded. We think this is all the water there is. (laughs) Three states of water. Let's go. Science class. Here we go. Yay. Three states of water. Thank you. Solid liquid gas of the universe. He measured out in that little tiny place in his hand. He measured the waters in the hollows of his hand. And he span, he meted out the heaven with a span. That means the heavens, that's the universe. So you know what he did? Here's all the waters in the universe. And the universe will be about, eh, about that big. And we think he somehow can't meet the needs. So we have to spend our nights sleepless worrying. He said, all the waters hollow in my hand. He meted out the, the heavens in the span. Listen, he calculated the dust of the earth by a measure. He knows how much dust, how much, I'm not talking dirt grains. I'm talking the stuff that you haven't wiped off your TV in a month of however. Now, all everybody's TV, everybody's countertops, everybody's nightstands. He knows the dust. He's calculated the very dust of the earth. And you think your light bill's too much? And you think your family's too much? And you sit up all night long worrying about what the doctor said? All the universe is measured, all that water right there. The universe is about that big to him. And then he calculated the number of even the dust. How in the world can we say, well, we think he's awesome. When we come in here and every day we wake up, it should absolutely blow our minds. Just look around and think he made, he weighed the mountains. Not just our mountains. The mountains on Mars, he knows them. He knows how much they weigh. (laughs) He weighed the mountains in the balance and the uh, the scale and hills in the balance. Who has directed the spirit of the Lord? Or as his counselor, who has taught him? I told you it it was intentional today. With whom did he take counsel and who instructed him? And taught him in the path of justice, and taught him knowledge, and showed him the way of understanding. Jump to verse 18. Listen, don't do a study on Isaiah 40. Just go read it. And then pray. We should read this, Jody, and then pray. Because then all of a sudden, all of our issues don't look quite so big. In contrast to him. Verse 18, he said, to whom will you liken God? Or what likeness compare to him? Jump to verse 22. It is he who sits upon the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants are as grasshoppers. Who stretches out the heaven as a curtain, and spreads out, and spreads them out, a tent to dwell in. 
Micah chapter 7, another one of my faves. Micah chapter 7, do not rejoice over me, my enemy, although I have fallen, I will rise. Why? Because it's awe-inspiring. He's mind-drawing, mind-blowing, mind-boggling, jaw-dropping. So rejoice not against me, O my enemy, for I have fallen, I will arise. Although I dwell in darkness, the Lord is my light. Genesis chapter 3. Chapter 1, I'm sorry. Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. We all know this. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. So this tells us where light proceeds from. Light proceeds out of the mouth of God. How many of you can get up and say, okay, sun, shine today. You had nothing to do with that. You know why? Because light proceeds out of his mouth. Light comes to us from the mouth of God. It travels. You ready? Science class, yay. Light travels at about 186,000 miles a second. 186,000, or about 700 million miles per hour. (laughs) This is your God. This is who he is. Look at Psalm 33, verse 6. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. All you got to do is read down through Genesis 1. And he said, and he said, and he said, and he said, and it was always so. And he said, he said, by the, 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 by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. And all their hosts from the breath of his mouth. All the stars because he decided to breathe. And I'm worried what's going to keep my lights on. And he lit up a universe just with a breath. (laughs) I'm worried about all these other crazy things because I forgot how great is my God. By the word of the Lord the heavens were made and all of their hosts Jump over a few more pages to Psalms 147. You say, man, I'll tell you, we have to get this generation of, in the world that we live, and I'm not talking about generation as an age group, okay? I'm in a different generation than Tyler is. I'm not talking age group here, I'm talking about the, the time in which we live needs to see a God that is so much bigger than what those who profess him have allowed him to be. Because only the miracles in the sky. Psalms 147 verse 3, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He counts the number of the stars and he calls them 
by name. Great is our Lord, and great in power. His understanding is without measure. He named the stars. You know, when you look up at night and you look out, you know all of those stars are simply a sun. Our sun is a star. So at one point, he breathed and he knows its name. You know, they've named all kinds of stars, but they've never named our sun. Common phrase is sun or Latin soul, which is where you get solstice and that kind of thing. <laughs> it, and I thought, why did they not name it? But just, you all know this stuff, but I want to remind you, the sun is 93 million miles from Earth. It averages 10,000 degrees on its surface. It is 864,938 miles wide. And you know what happened? You know how it got in place? Because he went. <sighs> he took a breath. And 86,000 I mean, 864,938 mile wide, and our sun is a small star. It's a small star, all because he went, and you're worried about your problems. And we sit up and we lose sleep, because we don't really trust him, oh me of little, oh me of little faith. I can't say nothing about you, but I can talk about me all day long. You can put a million Earths inside our sun. And all because he decided to breathe. And if you look in out, when you look up at night, all you, you're not seeing the universe. You do know this, right? You're not seeing the universe when you look up at night. You're seeing our galaxy. Just the little corner of the world of the universe we live in. <laughs> And there are a hundred, they estimate that there are a hundred billion galaxies in the seeable universe. What in the world am I worried about? I've forgotten who I really serve. And all because he said, I'm going to make it about this big. It was no work to him. Your problems, your issues, the thing you're going through is not work for him. Amen. He's not wringing his th hands thinking, oh, geez, how am I going to work this out for Zach? All right, it, it's, getting, it's getting tight for him. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to come up with a plan here. My problems are not work for him. Your issues are not work for him. They're just... Another thing for him to show off yeah. how great he is, yeah. how awesome he is, yeah. how awe-inspiring. God knows how many stars and every, you know, they say that the universe is expanding. Well, if light comes from him, and as our universe continues to expand, I wonder if it's just because he's still breathing. He's not forgotten you. He's not left you out. 
He knows your name. He knows your sorrow. He knows what you're going through. Oh, how we need to see him. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made. I see the stars. I hear the rolling thunder. <laughs> and his power throughout the universe displayed. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7, we're almost there. But you need to know how big a God you're serving today. How big a God that we serve. Cast all your care. That word care there can be translated as anxiety. Not that anybody ever knows what that is, right? Cast all your care, all your anxiety on Him. You walking around carrying this stuff is for you to walk around absolutely dishonoring the will of God. Why? Because that's not a request either, Pastor Dave. He says, cast your care. Do it. I challenged some of you this week. You say, well, what if things don't go? You gotta, we got to learn to trust him sometime. <laughs> because he cares for you. The amplified version of that says, cast all your cares, your anxieties on him because he lovingly and affectionately cares for you. Last one we're going to cover today. Now, nah, too. <laughs> Go back to Isaiah 40. Such a good chapter. Isaiah 40, verse 25. To whom then will you liken me? Now, it's went from Isaiah talking about how good he is to God now asking us the question. To whom then will you liken me? Who are you going to compare me to? That's what it means. That's what the word like. God's asking you the question. He's asking me the question today. Who are you going to compare me to? Who can you compare me to? He said, who, to whom will you liken me to that I should be equal to him? <laughs> Says the Holy One. Go over one chapter, one page. Just Verse 10. Look what he says, do not fear, for I am with you. The star breather, the mountain weigher, the hill balancer, the dust counter, the water measurer is saying to you this morning, do not fear, I am with you. For I am your God. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. The God who spoke the universe into existence, that causes the universe to expand. The God that knows how many stars there are and what he calls them by name. 
says to you today, don't panic. I've got your back. Don't have to be afraid anymore. And when I feel like I'm failing and I'm falling, he's the one to hold me up. How great. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. I've got people coming up front right now. They want to pray with you.